What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Hi, Nick. Hi, Anna. You know, I I hear you're in a great mood. Shut up. <laughs> That's me as a balloon letting air out. That's me farting as a balloon. So, guys, Nick is in a great mood, so he's not going to be talking as much in this episode um, because I told him that he's a bad boy. I said, my exact words were, Nick, you bad, bad boy. And he was like, I'm never speaking on the show again. And I was like, oh, he's bad boy mad. So now he's like really mad and not talking to me anymore. It's unfortunate because we host a show together, but sometimes you got to let a bad boy be bad, you know, and you got to let him be mad at you a little. And uh, that's the case we have with old Nikki T's. He's a mad, bad boy. And honestly, he's been shrinking. (laughs) Nick's been shrinking and he's very upset about it. (laughs) And I keep telling him, Nick. That's what comes with old age. When you turn 80, you shrink. I'm sorry. I you keep you, you keep every time you see me you say smaller than before. Yeah, and now he's talking. 
I talk a little, but not too much because I'm so mad. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. This is Below Deck Sailing, season one, episode four. Good times. Uh, I wrote a jingle. Nick refuses to perform it. Season one, episode four. I won't listen to your jingle because you're a. What? Because I'm a what? That's the song. Mm -hmm. Typical ass men. All right, guys. Yes. Below Deck season one, uh, sailing episode four. Wow. What a time to be alive for this annoying as fuck show. Guys, I'm going to be real with you. I think they could have just canned this whole spinoff. Yeah. Do you and think just, it's coming back? I hope Or do you think not. was it one and done? I personally pray every night now that this was a one and done because I don't like this spinoff. I think it doesn't mean anything. These spinoffs are nothing. They're just like, it's here, there. I guess that's Bravo's specialty where they're just like, it's the same thing. It's the same. It's not different because it's a sailing yacht. It's the same show. Yeah, I just actually, you know what? If they replaced Jenna and they replaced Adam and they replaced Paget and Ciara because I can't handle their bickering anymore. Be a fun show. Yeah. And then in a new captain, it's a little more pizzazz, I think. I don't know. Glenn's fine. Like he doesn't have any like backbone, but he's fine. I need a little backbone in my men's. Yeah. Hold them up a little, you know? Yeah, my men's need a little back ski. So uh, we continue with Paget and Ciara arguing over deck work. Oh, my God. I hate them. I just like it's not that I hate them specifically like as a person. Like they're fine people. But all the scenes of them bickering could have easily been cut to two seconds. Like we should just. zero. Yes, we should. What should happen is. Ciara opens her mouth to say something to Paget, and then they cut to a black screen with a parenthesis that says Ciara and Paget bickering last this many minutes, but that's only like a few seconds. Then we just cut to the next scene. So we we know they're bickering. We know something's going on. Something's bubbling, but we don't have to listen or watch it. What do you want to be watching, though, on this season? Anything else that doesn't involve Jenna being a monster, Adam telling Jenna to be a monster, being a monster. And then I don't want to watch Ciara and Paget bickering. I do like seeing people pick apart Adam's food. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, there you go. Let's do that. More of babies screaming at Adam. What I really want to see, I also like uh, seeing the deck crew... Um, spend a lot of time putting stuff up that they don't use very much. I like that. Yeah, but we don't see that as much on sailing because the toys mm-hmm. are limited. Yeah, that sailing's where you want to be. Yeah, but then you also have to sail. God, uh, you don't have a pool. You don't have a a blow up slide, but you have three giant masts that get caught every day. What I don't get about the sailing aspect is what is the point of having a super yacht sailing situation? Because like it just all the plates just you just have broken glass everywhere. What is nice about broken glass everywhere? Nothing. 
Like, logistically, this is hell. Who's like, I enjoy this. While I'm having a sip of my water, it flies off the table and breaks. I'm loving my vacation. I Every glass I ever had on this boat has broken. This is the best vacation of my life. I went to bed. I put my glasses on the nightstand. And guess what? My glasses are under the phone. <laughs> Greatest vacation of my life. Everything's on top of my glasses. Everything Look, the I the nightstand with is me, now on top of my glasses. Everything I brought with me is broken. <laughs> hey, look, this picture I brought of my daughter is broken. Greatest vacation ever. Oh, this- good. Yeah, my bag fell down and all my lotions leaked out into my clothes. Yeah, I can understand. Hey, you rent a boat for a day. You go sailing. You take having, some Dramamine, you throw up a little. Having all your meals on a sailboat is so stupid. You know they should be eating on the naughty buoys. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It makes sense. Don't tell me I'm an idiot. Ugh, just idiotic. So, yeah, we continue with Ciara and Paget arguing over deck work. And Paget says, Ciara offers too much resistance to to his authority, and it's becoming too much now. She needs to back off. And the guests are talking about who they would hook up, who they would hook up with in the crew. And the main primary says Jenna, because she would bring you breakfast in bed. And somehow this gets back to Jenna, and she's bragging to Adam about this, being like, yeah, so they want to fuck me. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, they'd want to fuck you until they spent a fucking day with you and realized you were a CMFA, uh, a cunt for men's attention. And then uh, you would be exiled from that friendship. Fuck friendship. Preach. Um, Yeah. So Madison says that she's gotten very lucky in the past having amazing chief stews who have worked as a cohesive unit. Uh, But this boat is different. And she's just kind of, she just does what she's told by Jenna. Um, Yeah. And the guests go to bed after dinner. Uh, That's right. They were having a Greek feast at the end of the last episode. And now they're done. They're done with their toga party. Toga party over. Everyone's going to bed. And Parker has to be up at 4 a.m. for anchor watch. Um, And as he's getting up, he accidentally wakes up Adam And Adam says that a sure sign that Parker hasn't worked on a yacht before is him slamming doors in the middle of the night. And that's just not going to work for him. To which I say, I hope you get woken up every single night at 4 a.m., Adam. And I hope it ruins your life. Boom. It's the next day. The fucking next day. Uh, The next morning, Parker says he knows Adam has one of the most important jobs on the boat, and he doesn't want to hinder him in any way. So moving forward, he's going to be as quiet as a mouse when he's getting up for his shift at 4 a.m. And the winds are moving, so they pull up the anchor and get ready to sail, and Glenn warns the crew, but they are not ready for this shit. And the guests are okay with eating on a tilt, but Adam goes up and asks Glenn if they could quit sailing in like 40 minutes so they can eat. But Glenn's like, "Mm, no, the guests really want to sail, so fuck off. Uh, And Glenn says he couldn't pass up this opportunity, and Adam doesn't get to come up and tell them how to sail. Exactly. Fuck off, Adam. 
That felt good. Mm. That felt good to have even little Glenn be like, hey, you know what, Adam? You don't run shit around here. I do. Little guy. I'm the boss. And he's like, now put me up on the control tower. I I need to be able to see. (laughs) Just at least put me up on the table. I'm going to get stuff done down here. (laughs) Wow, look at that. What are you guys eating? Life? Uh, life. Wait. Uh, 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 life rafts. Life raft. Wait. What's the 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 circle things that you throw at people? Uh, buoy. No, the cir- Just the like little tube, circle tubes you life. throw at people when you're rescuing them. What? They catch them. You they you pull them in. <laughs> just a tube. The life raft tube. Yeah, the life raft tube. Okay, I'll I'll go for it. Hey, what are you guys eating? Life raft tubes. Wow, that looks good. What? They're Cheerios. Oh my god, everything looks so big to me. Mm. Didn't really hit. They're called a ring buoy. A ring buoy. Wow. Life. It just says life raft. Ring buoy. Tube buoy. Ring tube. Okay, shut up. So. Um, the fuck? Someone honked outside my home. The fuck? So, um, Glenn says they have to tack their way, tack their way up to the dock. And tacking means that they have to basically zigzag their way back. So they basically just keep flipping. They keep tilting back and forth as the sails switch with the wind. So that's called tacking. You zigzag. And um, it's the absolute worst thing you can do when people are having breakfast on a boat because the boat just flips back and forth um, and it's madness. It just leads to everything falling over. So, of course, there's broken glass on the deck from the guest drinks. um, And Jenna asks Parker to clean up the glass. And he's like, whoa, what if we had a vacuum that vacuumed up glass and then Jenna, being a bitch, is like, Parker has a good heart, but he doesn't get it. And the number one thing when you're starting out is you don't have an opinion on anything. You just shut up and do your job. And it's like, because this like stoner bro is like, what? I think I just invented a vacuum. He's a monster. Go fuck yourself. Guess what? What? Uh, vacuums do pick up glass. That already exists. This should just been like, that already exists, Parker. They should be like, yeah, it would be easier, but this is the only way to make sure you get everything. Yeah. Well, that's what she should have said. She just goes, thank you, Parker. But of course, uh, Jenna's a monster and she goes and tells Glenn that Parker has too many opinions. Stupid. Uh, Padgett tells Parker to back off because Jenna is a hellstorm of a human being and doesn't like opinions from anyone. Uh, and the tacking is a mess. The zigzagging is a mess. And everyone's struggling to do their shit. But they finally bring the sails down and start to dock the boat. But the conditions are really tough because the water is so rough right now and the wind. Uh, so it's going to be a tough docking. So Paget tries to get everyone ready to do this docking. And he's all like, uh, you know, doing his thing. I don't know just getting everyone ready to dock the boat. And he has, he tells, what's her name? Ciara to throw her line. 
But then the guy on the dock asks Parker to throw his as well. So Parker throws his line too soon. And Padger's like, why'd you throw your line? He's like, because he's asking for it. And then, I don't know, things go crazy. Glenn keeps asking for information from the deck crew who's struggling. And Padgett isn't communicating what's going on back to him. But they eventually get the dock, the boat docked. Uh, but Glenn is not happy that Paget wasn't telling him what was going on because he had no reference. He couldn't see where the back of the boat was and what was happening. But everything was fine. It was all fine. Wow. Boat facts? No. Ugh. We just started the show. <laughs> I know. The fuck? I'm having a little fun with you. I just had the most difficult, stressful docking of my life. And you're going to ask me for a boat fact? (sighs) Sorry. (sighs) Sorry. Mm, Sorry. Can you, uh, can you, can I give you a nickname for me? Mm Mm-hmm. Peachy. Wait. You're giving me a nickname to call you? Yeah. Oh, that doesn't work. Peachy. I'll take a nickname, though. I got two Give me, give me a nickname. Uh, I mean, no, don't give me a nickname. You got to start calling me Peachy. Can you, call, can you start calling me Dijon? What, what is that from? Oh, just a cool first name, Dijon Turner. You want to be called like Dijon Mustard Turner? No, I want to be called Dijon Turner. That's what uh, Jason Burke uh, gave this gave me this name. Why? And because uh, he was on mushrooms. But it was it's Dijon Turner. He got a little obsessed with it, and I, I kind of like it. Well, unfortunately, maritime law states that nothing Jason Burke says goes. So Is that right? Yeah. yeah I got to get my hands on some of this maritime law. Yeah. So unfortunately, I can't call you Dijon, but I can okay. call you Musty, short for mustard. The answer is no. I'm going to call you Musty. No, call me Peaches. No, Too bad. Peachy? Um, and then when people ask me why I call you Musty, I say, have you smelled her? No, but you should call me Peachy. Well, it's too late. You're musty. You're musty. <laughs> no, musty Hosnier. You're musty, musty Turner. Musty Turner. No, my name is Dijon Turner. No, your name is Musty Dijon Turner. Dijon Turner and Musty Hosnier. And, and we're peachy. a team. Dijon and Musty. I'm peachy. I love it. And you're, you're musty. You're musty, girl, because you stink. Musty Turner and peachy Hosnier. Musty Hosnier. And Dijon Turner. <laughs> And we should change the name of the show to Dijon Musty. Oh, Lord. So uh, let's take a quick break because I'm going to beat the shit out of Nick. And we'll be right back. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. 
Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And we're back. Woo! What is that smell? That's just musky. Yourself, because you're in a closet. What up, Musty? So the guests are leaving after they dock the boat and they apologize for their debauchery, which is just them being bitches. And they thank Adam for taking their dietary restrictions into consideration. And Paget apologizes for raising his voice at Ciara while they were docking the boat. And she's like, I'm cool with it because you like had to do what you had to do. Um, and Paget says him and Ciara have been bickering a lot lately, but she's a very hard worker and very smart and can figure things out. And he says his mom's a very hard worker and a committed woman. And Ciara has similar traits. But then he's like, I don't want to fuck my mom, though. Um, and, uh, I think a lot like that girl from the real world who made out with her mom. You do want to fuck your mom. Um. Okay. No? Do you or do you not want to fuck your mom? Nick Turner. Yes, I want to fuck your mom. Your own mom. No, I want to fuck Musty's mom. Which is your own mom. Great. Okay. So Musty Hosnier. Guests are gone and it's tip meeting time. And Glenn says he needs better communication on the deck, but is impressed with the interior and Adam's food. And we learned that they got a thirteen $75,000 tip. No, they got a 13K tip. Which is pretty good because it's only a one night charter. I thought it was two nights. There's only one episode. That was two episodes. Okay, well, that's the problem with people like Nick. So uh, There's a whole new charter this episode. They Nick, came on midway through last you, episode and are out midway through this one. Nick, it's I one promise up. you, you're going to want to drop this. Mm, Nick, no. I promise you, you're going to want to drop this. Why? Because you're wrong. So Why? Uh, Why? 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 Not wrong. Thank you. Too uh, right. Yeah. Wait, what? I'm, you heard me. So, yes, they get 13K. Adam says he was hoping for more, but he understands that vegans don't have piggy banks. Okay. So, uh, there was some laundry mix-ups, and Jenna says her stews have no concept of anything. And it's like, hmm. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, and she's being a monster. And she says people who get into stewardessing should at least be good at organizing. 
And Jenna tells Georgia she needs to get it together in the laundry. And Georgia says she was never given any system to work with and she doesn't know. So she's just creating her own system as she goes. And Parker is struggling and he feels like he let the crew down with the opinions he gave, waking up Adam and the deck, the docking mishap. So he's in a sad mood and everyone's going out to dinner uh, and they're having a tasting menu that night. And Jenna's like, oh, my God. So, like, my fave game to play is to, um, after having sex is to ask a guy to talk about our feelings. Like, isn't that so funny? And Adam's like, oh, my God. That's, like, my favorite game ever. And honestly, like, if they both drowned, I'd be like, hmm. I want them to get married to Byron. So Byron can finally have that thruple he's always wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about. I think Byron would be happy without ever seeing Jenna or Adam again. Because they suck. So uh, I don't think he sees them very much. Yeah. For the best. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Jenna thinks she's so clever. I just, I'm like, instead of trying to be clever, why don't you admit how evil you are? Uh, Georgia tells Parker that she doesn't like seeing his energy levels dip like this. Um, And she's trying to cheer him up, but it's not helping. He's just kind of like staring off into the window, being all sad. And after dinner, they go out to have some drinks. And Adam explains to Paget what the chicken fried steak is. And Paget says it's nice to go out and be with the crew because he was raised on a barge and didn't grow up around a lot of other kids. So the connections and friendships he has now are probably where he is the happiest. And that's why I think he's a little stunted because he didn't really have like a lot of like other kids around to like grow with. Now, I am and not. now it's a boat full of nothing but child minds. <laughs> I mean. Just a bunch of stunted losers. Okay, relax. They're not losers. Freak shows and okay, okay, you need to calm down. Psychos and okay, hobos. No more, no more. You're now just you're edging into evil territory yourself. You're evil. I just think and- maybe he's less. And look, I am no doctor. Obviously, I'm just one of those sick people who diagnoses other people with zero evidence. But uh, I just think he might be more on Ciara's level than we thought. It doesn't excuse oh, yeah. grooming. Her. I love more on Cr. It doesn't excuse grooming her or whatever the fuck happened earlier in their lives where we are not privy to, but... Rape, rape a child, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Well... You need, at least he needs to uh, answer questions about it in front of the camera. They should sit him down and say, tell us this timeline because we did a little research and it turns out she was 13 when you started dating. You were 17. That's disgusting. So Ciara is annoyed on their night out because she says. Same ages as as, uh, Romeo and Juliet, by the way. 13 and 17. Hmm, That doesn't make me feel good. Wait, really? It wasn't supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, Juliet was 17 and Romeo was 13. Uh, No, it was the other way around. That's a bummer, dude. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. 
Wow. Pervo. Yeah. So Ciara's annoyed because in between charters is when her and Paget actually get some quality time. So all she wants is some attention from him, but he's too busy hanging out with Georgia and Adam. And Adam is trying to get Parker to drink, but doesn't want to. And Parker apologizes to Madison for his low energy. And Ciara is asking Adam, what is wrong with Parker? And they're like, we're all trying to figure it out. Like, we don't know what's up with him. And it's like, I have an idea. Why don't you ask Parker? Well, I'm not going to talk to Parker. No, it's clear. So, yeah, they head back to the boat, and Adam and Jenna continue to flirt to hell. And back on the boat, everyone goes to bed, but Madison stays up with Parker in the crew mess because he doesn't want to go to his own bed because he doesn't want to disturb Adam. And Madison says she understands Parker and says, just let him be him, and he'll come back to them. And she's here for her bud. So her and Parker sleep in the crew on the crew mess couch together, like side by side. Not side by side, but like their heads matching a point. Whatever. They're friends. And it's the next day. Uh, Parker says yesterday was tough. And he can get into his head a little, but he just needs to... Um, he needs to like do his thing to come back to himself. And Madison and George are... How does that mean? He has to do him. He has to feel all his emotions. And then he feels better. What does that mean, though? What Like doing him. Like he goes out and he like kills a neighbor's cat. Sure. That's what makes me feel better. Hey, if as long as you, Nick Turner, Nick musty-ass Turner feels better, then who cares, right? <laughs> well, it's like calling you musty Nick Hosnier. Why'd you put my name in the middle of your name? That's so weird. You musty. I'm Dijon. Dijon Turner. You're musty. Musty Hosnier. And I'm peachy. Musty peachy. Musty peach. Musty Dijon. Anna Hosnier. You know what that means in Algonquin? You uh, that means a musty are a bad peach. Person. So Parker says yesterday was tough. Uh, but he's back to normal. And Madison and Georgia are hugging on their bunk and talking about how grateful they are for each other because Jenna won't take the time to show Georgia how to do service or laundry because she's too busy flirting with Adam in the galley. And Madison is happy to be her support system. So we have our next charter meeting with Glenn, Jenna, Paget, and Adam. And we have a woman named Sylvia Hampel who owns a cleaning business coming on board from Idaho. Were you, ever to get, were you able to get her likes and dislikes? Yeah, these people's I got. All right, let's you hear it. Hear them? No. All right, I'll tell you anyway. Okay. Sylvia Hample, she don't need no man. She's been single long enough to prove that men suck and women rule. She's the owner of Clearview what? Cleaning Service, a successful company that caters to clients in Idaho, Montana, Oregon, and Washington. What useless information. Now, sorry, what four states was it again, you boring simpleton? Uh, for many years, she struggled to make ends meet. She was a single mother. However, when Sylvia founded her cleaning business, her life completely transformed. She did none of the work, and she managed to oversee more than 600 employees that she mistreated. Sylvia has arranged a sailing charter to celebrate her success with her tight-knit, adventurous family. Joining Sylvia will be her daughter, son-in-law, 
one month old daughter. Uh, she's bringing her two sons, Travis and Parker, who are some of my favorite cast members. No, their names were Adam and Parker, weren't they? Maybe it's um, Travis. Adam uh, is her southern, uh, son-in-law. Got it. And Travis and Parker are her sons. Um, Jessica, her daughter, dislikes onions, peppers, squash, zucchini, spicy things, tiramisu, and mushrooms. It's weird to single out tiramisu. Tiramisu. Uh, Parker dislikes nothing. He's a good guy. Uh, Adam dislikes eggplant, which are written here as two different words, and hard-boiled eggs. So loves them soft-boiled. Uh, Travis says he likes everything. Not picky, he says. That's a good guy. I like that guy. Anyway, that's the bullshit. Don't ask me anymore. Yeah, so I think the main thing to take away is that she's bringing her kids and her grandchild, who's one month old, and they want white wine and a secluded beach picnic bonfire with cliff jumping or some shit. So Parker's telling Georgia that he dated a girl for two years, but now she's doing yogi shit in Thailand, and parting ways with her was one of the hardest things he's ever had to do. And while he doesn't believe in love at first sight, he definitely had that with his ex. But they keep in touch, and she's one of his best friends, and it took him a long time to recover from their breakup. But if they hadn't broken up, he wouldn't have been there. He wouldn't be there now. And Paget tells Parker to never run in front of the guests because it makes them nervous, even if things are going wild. And Paget says Parker is a difficult person to manage when it comes to rules and discipline. And he has to repeat a lot of things with him, and it's becoming a problem. Uh, cool. Uh, George is in the laundry and God, these again, anytime Jenna, this forced hug, everything about everything that Jenna add, like all these people, they're just shitty. So George is in the laundry and Jenna comes in and asks her, asks her if she's ironed, um, Jenna's obsession, Adam's chef coat. Uh, and she's like, it was in here and, and, Jenna or Jen Georgia's like I haven't seen it and Jenna's like well it was in here so where did it go and Georgia's like I don't know I haven't seen it and she says Georgia says she gives everything her best shot but Jenna will just come into the laundry and nitpick at things that haven't even happened yet and presume she's done something wrong uh, and she thinks it's because Jenna doesn't pay attention to anything outside of the galley which is annoying for Madison and Georgia uh, and Jenna's annoyed because her obsession Adam chef coat is missing and thinks Georgia needs to get her shit together. But Jenna needs to train people and stop obsessing over Adam. So Georgia's upset and she starts to cry. And she says she doesn't like to share her emotions and thinks she has more. She, she thinks she has more control over a situation if the other person can't see all her cards. But Jenna is like, oh, LOL, I made her cry for yelling at her. And I think. To laugh that you made someone cry is a clear sign of a deeply shitty and insecure person. And that's what I think Jenna is. To be like, LOL, you're crying. It's like. The only thing <sighs> funny is that she's crying, not the subject matter at all. What? She's saying she likes the fact that she's crying. Doesn't have anything to do with why she's crying. Oh, yeah, she's just a sick person. So what? Madison, Jenna's a sick person. 
I know. I just, you made me explain something for no reason. So I wanted you to as well. You piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna At least that you. one was earned. Going to kill you. Don't. So Madison goes to comfort Georgia, who's crying in her bathroom. And um, Georgia says she just wants Jenna to see she isn't a moron. And Madison says your worker bees won't pretend to be to pretend that this is the best job ever if you're dicks to them all the time. And Georgia says she isn't crying because she's upset by Jenna. She's crying because she's frustrated. But of course, Jenna's annoying ass shows up smiling behind Madison. Um, and Madison's like, let's just give her some space. Um, and Jenna says she doesn't set out to make people cry, but it's her job to hold people accountable. So suck it up and do your job. Um, and Georgia finds Adam's jacket in the wash and Jenna wants to know who put it in there and then asks to have a calm chit chat with Georgia and tells her that she doesn't want her to feel upset, but she has a job to do as well. And Georgia says she doesn't have a problem with her. And then Jenna tries to hug Georgia, but Georgia asks her, please do not touch me. Um, and I thought that was a very great moment and I took a photo of it and I will share it because her face is like, please don't fucking touch me, you evil person. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that's... No, it wasn't her face. I mean, she said it out loud. Well, that's what I mean. But like yeah. her face is like, ugh. Like, yeah. that's me. My reaction to every type of Jenna I've ever come into contact with is, please don't touch me. You're fake as shit. I don't have the energy for your like, I'm a good person. But in reality... I'm now trying to like bond with you right now, even though five minutes ago I was laughing about making you cry. Like it's Awful. sickening. I don't like when people do that. Monster. It's just unnecessary. Just if you're going to be a monster, just be a monster. Just do it already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the end of the episode. No, um, no, no. Oh. So the guests are arriving and they show up with their little one month old baby. And Jenna doesn't understand how they're already on vacation after giving birth to a baby one month ago. It's, it's a valid question. It's, like the baby was like just born. Uh, and the mom says that she has dietary restrictions now that she didn't have before when she filled out the preference sheet. And she can't, she can have no eggs, dairy, soy, nuts, or coffee. And she says this as Adam is literally putting a cheese board together. And Jenna tells Adam and he's like, what the fuck, baby boo? Yeah, that's annoying. He thought he wasn't going to have to do any work. And then surprise, you got to do your job. Also, your job involves fucking Jenna. Okay. You can't keep giving this woman blue balls that's what he does he's a blue baller yeah i love my blue ballers yeah so parker is talking too much to the guests and padgett is watching over him like a hawk because he already told him not to talk too much to the guests but um he walks over back to the crew and padgett's like don't talk so much to them and byron's like why are you holding a chamois in front of them and um, pa- uh, Parker's like, I'm supposed to always be holding a chamois. And they're like, yeah, but you're not supposed to like have this chamois where they can see it. And it's like, oh, God, this is just never ending bullshit. And Parker- um, Hi, I, I noticed that the yacht was very clean, but um, 
I saw a guy cleaning it. <laughs> yeah. That was really shocking to me. Yeah, it's like they don't give a shit. Relax. And Parker thinks it's rude to not talk to the guests when they engage with him because he's a human being and they're a person and that's what people do. And he didn't know what to do, but he tried to cut it short, but not short enough for Paget's taste. So they drop anchor and the guests sit down for lunch and they love the food so far. And Byron video chats with his family because seeing the family come on with their one month old baby instantly made him think of their own daughter, his own daughter, who's 14 months old. Um, And he says that baby is a light of their lives and being a dad is the greatest thing he's ever done. And the fact that he's able to raise a child and give it so much is truly a miracle. Wow. That is nice. Isn't it? Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm just All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and finish this shit show. All right. Happy birthday, Macaulay Culkin. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. And we're back. Cool. So Glenn tells the deck crew to scope out the beach close by for the night's bonfire. And Jenna asks Parker if they're going soon to the beach. And, and Parker says, I will go when a superior tells me to go. But I guess he wasn't keeping his voice down enough because a guest was nearby. And apparently that is the most frustrating thing ever for Paget, who's like, you got to keep your voice down. And he's like, whatever. And Jenna thinks all the crew are feeding off each other over people telling them what to do. And I'm like, nice conspiracy theory, you idiot. And Paget is like, I have to tell Parker exactly what to do verbatim or he just stands there. And I'm like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you got to tell people what to do or else they they won't know what to do. Yeah, Like you're the boss. Tell him what you should be, you want him doing. If I'm at work and I don't know what to do, I don't just start doing a bunch of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Especially like- It's like, I guess I'll pour the milk into the file cabinet. (laughs) I just, there's got to be some better way. It's like- Everyone on this boat is so particular that if he starts doing something he's not supposed to be doing, it always turns into a whole thing. So it's like, yes, tell him what you want him to do so he'll do it. Idiotic. And Padgett tells Parker to keep his voice down. And uh, Parker says he isn't perfect and he's still learning. 
And yeah, whatever. Parker's fine in my book. Like Parker is absolutely fine. Like he's doing a fine job. <sighs> but Paget is Paget, so I guess I don't know. His name is Paget. Uh, so one guest wants to see the engine room, and Byron says in his 16 years of yachting, he has never been asked for an engine room tour because they never know what they're looking at anyway, and he can tell them some bullshit story. But he has no problem if it helps with the tip, and he would even dance around naked if the guest asks. Why but- does he have a bit that he does in the engine room if nobody ever goes down there? I don't know. How did he develop a bit? Because I'm sure... He's like, if someone were to ask to come down here, I would, I would, um, I would lie to them and I would make them feel bad. The only people who are interested in what I do, I would ruin them. I would punk them so fucking bad, dude. I'd steal their dogs. I don't know. But he gives the guests a tour and the guest loves it. So he loves it. Yeah. I'm an engine head, dude. I don't even know what an engine like. Maybe he studies engine. I mean, I don't know. So uh, some guests go wakeboarding while the crew prep for the bonfire later. And we learn that Jenna's infertile uh, while she's talking to Adam. And she says when she was 17, her appendix burst and her doctor told her if she ever had conceiving, ever had trouble conceiving. It was because she was infertile. Um, but she claims she would be a good mom because she loves kids so much. But also has so much satisfaction in her life from other aspects that she just doesn't see her life going in that direction because she accepted it when she was 17. And I'm like, okay, sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. Everything is so satisfactory in your life. You love saying sure, Jan. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Sure, Jan. So, uh... Adam said he dated a single mom of two girls for a while, for six or seven months, and he played dad for a bit, and he was good at it. But after a while, he learned that he didn't like having screaming little shits around all the time. What a jerk. I know. I was like, so he broke up with a woman because of her kids? Because of her That he was already dating? Screaming little shits. Like, she knew, he knew about the kids. Yeah, he was playing dad. What, a, what an ass fuck. Then he was like, they're too annoying. I got to go, babe. Bye. I got. I, I can't even live in a house anymore. Bye, babe. He's like, uh, what's his name? O'Leary? No. Dennis O'Leary? Is that his name? Dennis Leary? No, not Dennis Leary. Timothy Tim, Leary? Timoth- Tim- the comedian was like, okay, babe. Oh, Dennis Miller? Dennis Miller. There we go. Yeah. He's like, I got to go back to the uh, yacht, babe. I can't be around the little shits, babe. This uh, yacht reminds me of when Bolsheviks took over Leningrad in the 1873s. (laughs) Exactly. His comedy is trash. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a conservative nut job. (laughs) So uh, Padgett is telling Georgia that... He doesn't want to have ginger babies or something. I don't understand what he's talking about, even though he's dating brave Ciara. So I don't understand what he's talking about because their babies are going to be ginger because he's blonde and she has. Yeah, hair. that's what he's saying. He's just disrespecting her again. <laughs> okay. He was like, he was just relaying to this girl that wants to fuck him and he wants to fuck that. He's like, I won't have 
fucking babies with my ugly ass girlfriend because I want a, a hot singing bitch who like sings for like the first six months and then like blows billionaires for like the second six months of the year. That's her schedule. BTW. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's pageant- your favorite Korean pop group? Me? Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite favorite, but I guess the one I know the most is BTS. Yeah, I'm a girls' time guy. All right, let's move on. Okay. Well, I don't even know girls' time. I'm sorry. It's not oh really- wow, racist much. I don't Jesus. listen to a lot of K-pop. Well, you should. Okay, I will. Are you happy? No, it's not that. I, I don't. I mean, nobody listens to K-pop. It, you can't listen to K-pop. Okay, I'm it's getting a good. lot it's of listening, mixed messages. It's like listening to Disney soundtracks. Like, what am I supposed to do here? I'm getting so many mixed. I'm like Parker right now. I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? Just be a good guy. All You're right, learn to be a good guy. Okay, I learned. So, Paget and Ciara head over to the beach to start prepping the beach bonfire and. Adam is prepping for dinner and he's pumped because he got Japanese Kobe beef all the way out in Greece and he thinks the guests will love this elevated meat and potatoes dish. And so Adam asks Jenna to speed up the guests for dinner because the food is ready to go and that's what Jenna does and the guests sit down and Ciara and Paget are on the beach arguing about digging a ditch about for the fire and it's like, oh my God, these couple arguments are so old. I'm not even going to get into them. Just know they're bickering. Black screen, Ciara, Paget, bickering, whatever. So the guests start having dinner and Adam is trying to explain the meal, but the baby is crying so loud next to him and I'm like, yes, baby, heckle Adam. Keep it going. Heckle him. Baby's like, Nobody needs yeah. to know about his fucking remoulade. Yeah, and he's he's there being like, yeah, sorry, maybe you can't hear me. And the baby's like, fuck you, Adam. Fuck you. Love and I it. love it. I love this baby. This baby is mood. I think this baby is should mood. replace Glenn as captain next season. Mood. Hashtag mood. So, yeah, the baby's having a great time. So, back on the beach, Paget and Sarah are still arguing, blah, blah, blah. So, Jenna is asking why Madison isn't helping Georgia in turndowns. And literally, Madison's like, because I was just doing service with you. And I'm like, exactly, Jenna, you dumb monster. Um, and Madison says she's stretched thin, trying to do everything with service and turndowns and, like, whatever else. Um, but she goes down to help Georgia do turndowns because Georgia's taking forever to just do one room. I don't know why she's moving so slow. But Jenna sends Madison. Jenna basically goes down and goes, hey, Madison, you're going to go to the beach with the guests. Um, and Georgia's still not done with the other rooms yet. And Madison is concerned uh, that she can't help Georgia. And Jenna's more concerned that Georgia takes so long to do turndowns. And so Jenna tells Georgia that Madison is going to the beach And Georgia gets stressed and says, fuck me, that Madison is leaving her. Um, And Madison's annoyed that she only got two minutes notice that she has to go to the beach with the guests. And Jenna in the galley is bitching to Adam that Georgia said, fuck me, in response to Madison leaving. Jenna says she doesn't know what to say because Georgia will cry again. And Adam says, good, break her down to a pulp. And that's not okay behavior. Jerk. Uh, which is why I think Adam and Jenna are evil people who deserve nothing. 
It's for no reason. I mean, like the season just started. What? What happened? Yeah, that was so bad that you need to ruin your coworker. You have five coworkers. She's mad because she said "fuck me." Stupid. Yeah. And um, Georgia overhears them talking shit and thinks that they suck for going at her for so hard when she's busting her ass to get work done. And this this is what Adam says. This is literally what he says. Um, He says, I would personally have Georgia canned for saying that. Stupid. You want to have her fired for saying fuck me because she's stressed out? I'm sorry. You should be fired for being a bad person and ignoring preference sheets, you fucking loser. Hey, bitch, yeah, guess what? Guest doesn't want onions. Remember that? You'll never live that down in my book because that's how much of a fucking bad person you are. And you're trying to get tell some him. girl fired who's doing her job, but it's just moving slower and is stressed out. Tell him. Fuck off, dude. I'm sorry. I'm out of Bow control. Facts. Just... You ready for both facts? Yeah, that's the end of the episode. I hope Adam chokes on a dick. And All it's right. time for Boat Facts with Nikki Tease. The killer whale. Wait, is it no longer Dolphin Week? He's not a whale. It's a dolphin? It's a dolphin. No, it's not. Despite being called killer whales, orcas are actually dolphins. No. Historically, sailors took to calling these marine mammals whale killers after witnessing them preying on whales and other marine mammals. Over time, the name changed. While these large animals are apex predators that threaten fish and other animals, as of 2013, there has never been a record of wild orcas attacking humans. Orcas are classified in the the Delphinidae family of dolphins and porpoises. All definitive, all def, delphinids belong to the cetacean order within the toothed whale suborder. This means that all dolphins technically are whales. However, the term whale is usually reserved for baleen whales of the mysticity suborder. At least 32 species in the delphinid family are split into dolphins and porpoises. While dolphin and porpoise historically were interchangeable terms, there are 42 uh, species of dolphins and seven species of porpoises, by the way. Uh, modern marine biologists consider only six species porpoises. Oh, okay, seven, six. All other delphinids, including orcas, are classified as dolphins. <sighs> so orcas are dolphins. Mm-hmm. Killer <laughs> whales are killer dolphins. Back to you. It's just not right. Too late. It's just not right. All right. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, it really that threw a wrench in everything I knew. Sorry. It's a pretty exciting week here on Dolphin Week, isn't it? Yeah, Dolphin Week is fucking with my emotions. Yeah. Okay. So, well, good night. Guys, that was Boat Facts with Nikki T's. And this was season one sailing 
episode four. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, sorry I'm so emotionally revolted by uh, Jenna and Adam. I can't help it. I just, I hate shit like that. All right. Well, uh, you can follow us at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. Follow me at Anna Hosea. Nick is at Nick's Turners. Leave us a five-star review and I will hump a plate like a dolphin or whatever. Uh, whatever I said in the last episode at the end where I was having Anna's romance corner or whatever it was, sexy corner by myself where Nick is not allowed to join. Uh, give us, uh, we have merch on Public. Give us some merch ideas. We would love to hear what you guys are thinking. And orcas or dolphins. I mean, what is one even supposed to do with that info? How am I supposed to watch Free Willy? Fuck this. I'm out of here. Bye. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.